welcome back. <laughs> or shall I say, where have I been? <laughs> you know, took you long enough. <laughs> Kept you waiting, huh? Yeah, like all of those things. I've got all of them. We could be here for a long time. But seriously, um, I it's been, what, what, the last episode that I did was back in like June. So it's been like three months. Uh, essentially, what do you call it? One day I woke up and my pc was just like hey guy i don't want this life anymore just didn't turn on right yeah like just didn't <laughs> so i had to sort that out and obviously with everything that's going on in the world that took a lot longer than it should have done um and then i decided to okay when i do come back and i start recording and get back into my regular um schedule i wanted to change certain things um, and definitely in terms of what's going on with my YouTube channel, but also just in terms of the GMG uh, podcast that I'll be doing, because um, I want to get more guests on. I want to get, you know, more of my friends on um, and all of that stuff. So I've just been trying to sort out a lot of the back end um, going forward for the remainder of this year and beyond. So I think I'm in a good place now, ready to come back to record. Technology is up and running. So yeah, you're going to be hearing a lot more of uh, from me uh, one thing I will say is if you guys have got any suggestions please because you know I want to build this thing I want this thing to grow but also if you want to become part of the show if you're like someone that wants to get into like podcasting or you want to do your own podcast or you want a guest on there I'm ready for that I'm up for that you know anything gaming in terms of um, conversations I'm always always down for right and it's the reason why i'm doing something like this you know i love the industry so I, i'm always going to be there so if any of you guys have anyone know anyone for that um yeah let's collaborate let's do let's do that but uh yeah i think that's it for the housekeeping content will still be the same um on youtube is going to be a bit more uh it's going to be leaner because um time and life right so definitely i'll be uploading um the gmg show on there and i may sprinkle in some other type of um uh video content that i've been doing already on there so expect that but yeah that's it let's get down to the topics because i've got three that i want to cover and um the first one is uh dc fandom but more specifically just the two games that were announced uh there which was Suicide Squad and the Gotham Knights game. We'll start with Suicide Squad because who doesn't love Rocksteady? I mean, we only got to see the CGI um, trailer for it, which in this day and age, I'll be honest, uh, when games look as good as they do, um, CGI trailers are just not going to fly. For me, anyway, it's like this game has been in development. You could argue since 2015 since you know they released batman arkham knight so it's been five years and you know been waiting five years and we get a cg trailer which doesn't really show us what the game is going to be and in a lot of ways uh what it's going to look like i mean graphics are good enough that you can convey that message and get people excited um without needing to show something which is obviously not going to look like it's not going to look like that cg trailer like it's not going to move like that the animations are not going to be like that so yeah you know it seems a bit early 2000s um type of you know with that technique um 
like I'm trying to think I can't remember the last like CG uh, trailer that I was just like wow in a way that it got me super excited for the game I mean I guess I mean I think Horizon the new one but that didn't really get me excited because it's a known quantity Horizon already looks good so it's like I just want to see the game basically so wasn't wasn't a big fan of that but Rocksteady proven I think the game is going to be good but what I did take out of this and I have to say is that the future of gaming it looks like it's games of a service people yeah like strap yourselves in but not in a bad way I don't think it needs to bring fear I think we're at a stage now where developers can create the technology can create the tools where they can continue support continue to support these products yeah these games well after their shelf life right yeah and keep them relevant right the question is more how substantial are those changes that they make or their improvements right and skins characters it's the norm you know when you have like a hero shooter as we have now in so many games of a service games it's it's predictable about the experience that we're going to be getting for the next x amount of years right what intrigues me about games of a service and there's only one game really to date that has really done that i, I would say um fortnite is also obviously a really good example it's not my jam but they've added a lot of things um that normally you wouldn't think a game would do like they completely change up how the game plays and whatever you know and they add like really like things that even the community hates but they had things like vehicles and stuff like that that really changed the dynamic but i think is is great um just in terms of keeping things fresh but substantial warframe is another game where i feel the changes they've made to that like what warframe was back in 2013 i think when it came out and what it is now is just you know in terms of just what they've added and the scale at which uh at what they've added is just it's mind-blowing really and i think those are the positive things that everyone should try and take from games of a service as a thing because if a company is ready to commit to something like take no man's sky for example when it first came out had loads and loads of problems and then over the years they improved it that's a night that's not a games of a service as such but it is an example of what you could do with something that initially was one thing and now they've improved it to do that now it is true that it depends on the game so it's not like every game is going to become like that but i i think what we'll be seeing is a lot of developers switching to that model just because one obviously you know you, you make a lot more money doing that right you're still technically using the same technology right yeah so you're saving money on that um and free would you call it you can realize your vision which is not always the case when you're working on something you know like you might want to add something but you're just like man that's going to take a long time or we need to like figure out how people even play our game first before we can add this thing that can completely break it so um and that goes back to how awesome fortnite is in that way in terms of like and we'll be covering fortnite believe you me later on in the show but that is a testament to how good uh, that game is just in terms of the back end stuff that epic have built 
to make that game super flexible is is just is phenomenal so i think that's going to be the future especially as this suicide squad game from a developer that never ever ever made you know like a multiplayer game before and you know especially games of a service game and now they're going full bore into that they're not even dipping their toes they're making this open world four-player co-op you know with characters so we'll see but because i don't know a hundred percent if it's confirmed um if if suicide squad is a uh, games of a service but you know selling extra characters down the line seems like a no-brainer it being open world uh would suggest that you know if you're taking the time to build something this big you want to populate it with stuff and what is better than populating something that you can charge for so no doubt we'll see that We'll, we'll return to this game more it's due to come out 2022 so it's still far off which also lends me to believe that you know maybe they were trying to figure out what they wanted to do uh with it in terms of its direction but we'll probably hear more for it um and then the other game was gotham knights not really too much to say about this we got to see a lot from it um it's okay. It's good. Am I pumped for it? I would say not really because I'm kind of done with Arkham. I'm done with, I'm done with that. I'm not really into exploring that world anymore. I got three amazing games, and for me, three is usually my limit in terms of franchises. You know, obviously Final Fantasy and some other franchises are an exception, but in terms of a continued story. That's pretty much my limit in terms of my interest. After that, I start to really lose interest. And like, I've been there, done that. And it's not the fault of the developer. It's just how many of something could you continue to make um, before I personally start to get disinterested. And um, yeah, I think three is my limit for that. So it, lo it looked all right. The co-op seems interesting. Once again, a game that is definitely ripe for DLC, for microtransactions that games of a service thing so wouldn't be surprised if that lives on um, a little bit longer that's due to come out next year so we'll see more of that um but yeah that's the first topic let me you guys let me let me know what you think of um these games that were shown and whether or not you agree with me in terms of like is games of a service going to be coming up to what generation nine we're in will it be the standard for a lot of things you know like right now i'd say we're at 30 50 percent of games being games of a service and having like really game like as in terms of like the developer comes out and says that we want this thing to last right um do you think that's going to be uh an issue going forward right or a positive but let me know versus apple and um if you guys don't don't know or not clued up on on this particular story i recommend going to youtube and checking out this channel this is not paid or anything but checking out this channel called hoag law right and basically he's a lawyer he covers a lot of gaming um topics and obviously he's been covering this apple versus epic thing and it's really good because he breaks it down he articulates it in a way that uh, is very simple because law can be quite long-winded and obviously super complicated by its design um, but he breaks it down so that you get the matter of fact 
uh, from this whole thing. And obviously there's been developments of this happening like every week. So he's got a couple of, um, quite a few episodes actually, I think, of this particular matter. And after you've watched all of them, you'll have a much greater understanding of um, what I'm going to spe um, speak about. But to be honest, it's not, I'm not going to go too in depth. I'm just going to give you the long and the short. Epic tried to pull a fast one and they updated um, Fortnite with the ability for you to purchase their V-Bucks uh, directly from them, like cutting out Apple's whole business, which is the 30% um, cut that they get from any in-app purchase um, for game or anything uh, on their app store. And uh, Apple retaliated and then, you know, uh, removed Fortnite from the store and then Epic served them with a lawsuit that covers, you know, unfair practices, I think, stuff about, you know, the app store being a monopoly and all, all of that, all of that good stuff. Um, so, yeah, they're going to go at it and they're going to fight and we're going to be, you know, the people watching the Titans fighting in the skies and thunder and all of that stuff. And in the meantime, um, no Fortnite on iOS. Um, what? I take from this is something and I would I would say that when you see what both sides are doing um, there's clearly one side that looks I think is going to come out looking really bad from this um, and that's epic just because of the whole principle of the situation like I'm not saying that Apple are not shady and they haven't done uh, some ridiculous things in the past and also are currently in um, similar lawsuits in Europe. I think they've got an unfair practice suit or something like that. But in this situation, it's just ridiculous what Epic have, have, have done. And this is why I would say that something like this is really important that you get clued up in terms of what's going on and what each side is doing, right? A lot of this is more reactionary on Apple's part. And to be honest, um, Epic have just flat out wants Apple to change their policies in terms of the 30%. I don't think it's got to do with anything else. And it's not in the benefit of um, smaller developers or anything like that. Yeah, because when I read that, I'm like, man, if it really was in the need of smaller developers, you wouldn't have gone with them in the first place. And I think that's something that's important that people need to understand is that this company, no company really cares about you, but like when they say they're doing it for you, it's almost the, the immediate thing that should go into your head is that they're not, right? Yeah, like for me anyway, like if you're doing something for me that's benefiting me, it will just benefit me. I don't even need to hear what you're saying, right? Yeah, I don't even need for you to try and rally against something else because Apple are not... Um, the uh, the majority power here you know what i mean like there there are other options right yeah i mean epic composed that other option but it all comes down to that that chinga chinga right and um then they are not not we they are not happy with paying that right so it, it's 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 just super 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 shady man like they have their own store, which um, they charge people 12%, right? Yeah, or whatever, right? Yeah, like they have a massive conflict of interest in there. Of course, they're not going to be happy 
but it's ridiculous to ever think that you can dictate that to Apple because it's their own ecosystem. And like, no matter what anyone wants to say about that, whether it's right or wrong, you can't demand for someone to change or, or you can't, yeah, you can't force them to do that by issuing some lawsuit, which you feel yeah, it's justified because you broke their terms of service. Like, it's just, it's, it's actually quite ridiculous, but it will go on for a long time because Epic are a huge company. So, and they have like the best lawyers ever. So they'll argue from any angle that they can. But ultimately, I, I just don't see a court saying, oh yeah, right, Apple, this is really bad. You need to like, you need to drop your 30% right now. Yeah, because that's not even, that is something that if it happens, it will impact a lot of things that we don't even know. We're not even aware of how it will impact um, that's the stage of the business, that side of the business, right? We just don't know what the company will do if they're taking less money, which essentially they will be, how they're going to adapt their business if they're taking less, right? Um, it's the issue which you have if you go in low, right? How are you now going to justify charging more, right? You know what I mean? So it, it, it's both ways. It's really, really tricky. But it is super, super spicy because Epic is like, they're unbelievably unprofessional. I can't even believe what they did initially, but the way they're going about it, because I think they're still trying to like issue updates and getting rejected by Apple, like for this thing to happen, like for this thing to happen. So it's really, really interesting. Um, check it out. And, and let me know, let me know what you think, because I know there's a lot of people that are, like I've been reading the comments, especially in the whole law videos, like people are like are just vicious on both sides. Like, you know, fanboyism is one thing, but when you come out and say any particular thing, right, either side, like you'll get your head cut off. Yeah, in the digital world, in the digital world. So it's, but it's fun to, it's fun to see it. You know, like I always say, look, express yourself be as you know passionate as you want about whatever it is you're discussing but you don't need to take it um to any personal level because you you lose the argument the moment you do that and no one's really going to listen to you you know what i mean like it has to be respectful and when you're not respectful and whatever it is you lose it so you know but i would say Take, check it out guys reading up in the story and we'll, we'll revisit this once it makes some headway right now uh it is at the point where fortnite is not going to go back on the store i think apple did try to block the sdk and the support um for unreal um on their platform but that got um denied by the judge and they said you can't do that which rightfully so because like i said this battle between these two is going to affect um, the little guy, which is the developers, people like me, you know, people that love to play Fortnite are going to not be able to play it now. And it, it sucks because um, the thing happened also with Microsoft and xCloud and that and and how, you know, I personally was looking forward to that. But I'm going to have to wait now indefinitely, but I'm not even going to wait. I'm just going to be like, whenever it happens, it happens because uh, I don't think X, I think the xCloud one is a lot trickier because it's new and I just think, you know, I, I think it's it might have something to do with the 30% Apple saying it's not, 
and it's got something to do with them trying to vet the games. But let's be honest, I think xCloud has a feature in there which allows you to purchase stuff through the store, through its app directly, which um, which will probably circumvent um, what they want to do. But we'll, we'll, we'll get updates about that now because I know that it's happening on Google, so it might be a different... You know, it's a completely different um, issue with that. But it's just, once again, two big companies that haven't come to agreement and it's it's people like us that suffer that are not going to experience that. So I just hope they sort that out. But definitely, sorry, excuse me, definitely with the um, Epic one, it's just, it's ridiculous. Epic, sort your stuff out, man. You've, you've got Fortnite. It's huge. It will continue being huge even with that 30 percent so just just pay the just pay the rent just pay the rent brother just pay it um on to topic number three guys all right so the last and final topic um that i want to discuss with you guys is <laughs> halo infinite and this one comes deep man it comes from the heart this like let's just let's just start look I'm sure if you're a gamer, you know about Halo Infinite, right? And you know about all the memes that are going around and the issues that that game's had. Um, what I want to talk about, more importantly, is what really should Microsoft do with Halo going forward? Um, and, you know, it's a popular question because everyone's asking it, and it's a legitimate one because we've had for me the franchise is dead but if you to be if you to ask me honestly the last one i really enjoyed was reach was like the one that really made me think yes this is cool still kind of different but familiar enough and also it's an offshoot standalone story i can get behind that wasn't disappointed after that it was kind of like going through the motions although i really enjoyed halo 5 i love like the mechanics side to it i think it it's the best playing, it moves really well, the concept around that was really good, but I think everything else, free for free, were not able to um, expand and really utilize. But that's part of my question is like, should free for free continue? Um, I don't think they should, I think they were, and I was always feeling this, that it's not even their fault, it's just, I think Halo is a hard game right now in this instance to make especially the type of game that they want to make you know like i could focus on all the missteps that they have made personally like free for free but even when i look at the idea of them not making those mistakes would i still be happy i wouldn't because the, everything that we got like technically yeah they can't they can't seem to get things to work with the game but even outside of that right their direction is just very flat it's, it's like, it's what you would get when you give it to a team that is told you have to do this, but they're like, okay, but they don't really even have an identity. They're like just built to do this thing, but they don't want to do this thing, you know, and, um, and that's not even their fault. That's just the state of the game, right? Because if you're not looking to like completely reinvent it, then um, especially as how many iterations we've had of halo since halo 3 that have not even come close um to that reputation <coughs> sorry is worrying yeah it's really worrying so 
take a drink. Yeah, it's like super concerning when you have um, when you have like so much money that's thrown at this franchise that still has um, people that care about it. I don't know if it has enough people to care about it for it to be the name that it once was, but it still has it still has cachet in the industry, and it's definitely Microsoft's biggest franchise. So, I I, I just think by taking the time, I mean now they've said that they're going to delay it it's due to come out 2021 probably won't probably be delayed even that because they haven't even given a concrete date and if it really was something small uh like an issue which they needed to fix which wasn't going to make deadline right they would have given a date like when you delay something and you don't give uh the second date right that tells me and you just say 2021 that tells me end of 2021 or whenever we're able to and then obviously now there's news that they have like new design leads i mean people have been leaving um the studio during this development so there's no doubt that there's issues going on there but i think it would be really bold of um, microsoft to say we are going to take this back to the drawing board or maybe just cancel it indefinitely because it's just not working right yeah it's really just not working like what they showed at that thing i died inside yeah when i saw that because it wasn't the fact that it looked bad it just didn't make me feel anything right and then and that's when i truly truly understood that i'm done with this franchise like i'm honestly there's nothing that you can do that's gonna make me excited about something that i enjoyed and this goes back to what i was saying that like maybe three is the limit you know like reach is kind of an exception because i really did enjoy that and it ended up being my favorite but when you go beyond that and you have like eight or so games of a franchise um it it could be it could be looked at as like what's the what's the point you know what i mean like for me anyway fatigue definitely does kick in and i'm like yeah maybe it's just important that i just move away from this i do think that it's not free for freeze fault at all really yeah like I, I would say i would leave it like this that they are just not the ones for the job right and that's never that's not a bad thing it's just some developers are suited to doing certain things it's like for example would i get platinum games to create a narrative driven third person game action game you know action adventure game like a lot of us probably not i wouldn't yeah, because that's not what they do. And that's fine. You know what I mean? If they want to branch out within themselves and do it, that's okay. But I can't, like, force them to do that. That has to come organically from themselves. And uh, I think with 343, they were always put there to continue Halo. But, um, and this comes to a thought a little bit from Microsoft, is that they never really put the right people there. And let's be honest, the right people is Bungie, right? Yeah, and... Bungie went off and made um, Destiny, which ultimately is kind of like the spiritual successor to Halo, right? Yeah, that's what Halo should have been. And it's kind of missed that boat. So now I think it needs to look at something else. And that could take as long as it wants because Microsoft have the money. They don't really lose anything by not having a Halo game come out for like an X amount of years, right? Yeah, because they're playing a different game anyway. But it would be huge when they really when they decide to bring it back um 
if it executes everything and, and kind of gets new people into it. But like I said, it's a hard task, right? And it's not something that, you know, five years clearly wasn't, wasn't enough. And, you know, six or seven years might not be enough either, right? Or whenever they decide to bring this game out. So back to the drawing board is what I would say to that. But I, I definitely am disappointed by, by just seeing something so great being ruined but i won't hark on because it's very easy to do that and you know i've watched loads of videos that you know go into depth digital foundry did like an apologist video about it but i don't want to go down that route because i think if it's being delayed and they're able to sort it out great we'll see when they when they release it but for me right now it's dead and i'm okay with it being dead because when i look back at the memories i got four good games out of it four really really good games out of it and like I said, that's becoming my limit. Yeah, I mean, even four's a bit is a game up, you know, from my limit. To be honest, three awesome ones, I'm good. Yeah, and then you can revise whatever it is you want to do. Um, and and like that's not saying that there's no interest after the third, but I think after the third, you should be looking to uh, reinvent, um, so it doesn't become stale and like from a massive. Uh, point of view not not just a little reinvention i'm talking like it has to it has to be kind of like something like destiny like if halo if you had halo 3 and then and then we then got destiny that would have been enough and it would still be called halo but it would just be what destiny is now like i think destiny would even be bigger right because they had a split where a lot of people that played halo and enjoyed it kind of moved over to destiny but not all of them did they were still holding out right but i think if you kept the halo name and thing i think most people would have right but who knows that's how I, that's you know neither here nor there but that's how i feel about that so three four three hopefully you guys can sort that out man um and yeah and i'll be seeing that game looking really really nice in 2021 but that's everything, guys, um, for this episode. Uh, it's, it's felt good. I feel good. I'll, I'll work out some of the kinks. You know you know how I am about feedback. Hit me up on Twitter. Um, any suggestions? If you want to be even part of the show, if you want to get like a Discord thing going, we can do that. We can talk games. You don't have to be a developer. You don't have to be... All you have to be is someone that's passionate about talking about games, and we can do that. You know, I'm all about collaborations, so definitely hit me up uh, with that. I'll be back with a future episode. Um, uh, there's going to be some more talkers. I'm sure we're going to be covering Apple versus Epic probably by that time. But, you know, as always, stay safe um, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Take care.